This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Welcome into Take Command. I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. And today, Logan, we're doing it. We're drafting. I'm excited for it. You know, like it's weird. I was thinking about it last night. I was like, man, this is so weird because I watch all these other people's mock drafts and I think man, that's a terrible pick, and now we will be making terrible picks. So yeah. that is... <laughs> uh, that's, that's the goal, is to make as many... We just want to be the talk of the internet for how bad our mock draft is. No, we're going we're gonna to do our best to... Logan and I are uh, basically going to act as coach and GM. We've decided that we don't know which one is which, but that's fine. We're, we're part of a, a front office, a part of a football unit together drafting here, uh, and we are excited to to do it. And then we're excited to talk about uh, kind of the process later on this week with Mike Renner. Pro Football Focus is going to join us on the second pod this week. So looking forward to that. But for today, it's us. We're drafting. Uh, also, if you want to, if you're a podcast listener, Apple, Spotify, etc., this is going to be a good one to watch on YouTube because uh, we do have Pro Football Focus's Mock Draft Simulator up. So you'll be able to follow along. Obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, you see that already so Logan let's get right in Carolina Panthers have the first pick on the clock we'll we'll probably roll through some of these picks a little faster than others obviously we'll stop down at 16 and see how the board went (laughs) and what we want to do for the commanders Uh, but you know we're just we're just a a, an equal opportunity podcast where all teams are treated the same we don't spend any other time and we're hired to do (laughs) one particular team's uh bidding uh, well, we don't do their bidding. We talk about them. Anyway, yeah. the point is, number one pick, Carolina Panthers on the clock. Of course, they made the trade up with the Bears. Um, and this pretty much comes down to which quarterback do you like the best right. in this draft? Yeah, and I think for me, it's Bryce Young. That's the one I personally like the best. But the more you talk to people, the more the size thing is an issue, right? And then when you look at C.J. Stroud, like, well, I think C.J. Stroud's an excellent football player. And you get to watch a lot of C.J. Stroud in this evaluation process because you got Dewan Jones, you got Paris Johnson, you got uh, Whipler, you got um, uh, the kid, the, the receiver. I can't remember his name at the moment. Um, uh, Smith and Jigba, right? You got all yeah. four of those guys you got to watch. You get to watch a lot of C.J. Stroud kind of tangentially. And one of the things is that offense in Ohio State is absolutely fantastically sick. He's thrown from a lot of clean pockets. And statistically, when you look at quarterbacks in the NFL that don't, that struggle early, they throw from a lot of clean pockets because NFL pockets aren't super clean, right? And so right. I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like Bryce Young's the pick here. I did hear an interesting take this morning when I was driving around after my training. And they were like, you know, with, with the number over, one overall pick, you want to take the player with the highest ceiling. And, you know, you and I both know who that is at this point from a quarterback standpoint, and that's Anthony Richardson. So right. um, I probably wouldn't do that because they don't have somebody to kind of like man the ship. 
Um, but yeah, I think it's one of those three guys. Noticeably, Will Levis is absent in our evaluation, but I'd, I'd go, I'd go Bryce Young. Like that's my guy. Like I think he's fantastic. I think he's got a Mahomes kind of feel for the game. He is small, but I think his upside's good. I think he's a good pro. I think he works hard. Everything I've heard about him is plus, except for the size. And I think I'm okay with that. I agree with you. Um, now we have the decision to make kind of fundamentally of are we acting as how right. we think these – are we doing a predictive mock or are we doing what we would do? I kind of think we should do what we would do. Right. I think, um, so. I, I think that's that's more interesting and kind of how we pitch this is that like we're the football decision-making unit. And we are in agreement here. Um, Bryce Young is the top prospect based off what he's done on tape. Then you look at the measurables and you're like, oh, well, that could be concerning. But as you know, he played in the SEC, the best conference in America, not the NFL, but the, the closest thing that you have to it in college football, he was just fine. Uh, yeah. My biggest question would be as someone, you know, if, if I'm a coach coming to you as a GM or a scout who's watched more tape than me, obviously by the time the draft would come around, uh, you'd, you'd hope that's pretty even, especially if you have the number one overall pick. But it's like, how did he do against the LSUs? How did he do against the, the team, Georgia, obviously? Like, was the size all of a sudden issue specifically against Georgia compared to him getting away with it with lesser SEC opponents. I think that's the thing with Bryce Young is he was just so consistent. I mean, even in the games he lost, dude is straight dealing, like loses to Tennessee because the kicker misses a field goal. Like he is going toe-to-toe, point-for-point with Hendon Hooker in that offense. He's making plays. He's he's leading two-minute drives. He's doing everything you want to do. LSU, same thing. Georgia, the championship game last year was one of the best games or the conference championship game, I forget, because they played twice, like in a matter of two weeks. But one of those games was like the best college football game I've ever seen from a college quarterback. You know, just throw for throw, making plays. Now we had an excellent stable of wide receivers. All those factors were huge. But he, that's the thing about him, is that the the moment never feels too big for him. He just can see the field at a really high level. And I do think Carolina is probably going to go C.J. Stroud, just from what I've heard and been reading. But for us in this situation, like it, it's almost a no-brainer, right? It, it, it feels that way. It's like Bryce Young feels like the guy you want. And again, you mentioned the, the level of competition. Like he's throwing from all kind of different pockets, throw angles. Um, the, the talent on that Alabama offense is kind of down as a whole, I would say, um, outside of Jameer Gibbs, who we might talk about later. But I think um, that's got to be the pick for me. All right, uh, let's let's submit it to Commissioner Nick, uh, our producer, uh, and there we go. For the first overall pick, Bryce Young, to Carolina. This becomes, I think, then a much shorter discussion yeah. for number two at Houston. D'Amico Ryan's taken over at the helm. They need a franchise quarterback. Uh, I think this one's going to be pretty easy. We scroll down. We take C.J. Stroud. Uh, is it is he clearly the number two? I think so. And the only the only thing I could see happening is like I think they really like Bryce Young. And maybe they're a little out on C.J. Stroud and they take Will Anderson here. Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, um, you know, even uh, Tyree Wilson. But I, 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 it seems very unlikely that they don't draft a quarterback. I'm just giving you like it is possible that does happen. Yeah. I don't think it's very likely. Any chance that that they trade up with Carolina and swap picks if they really, that's really, really like interesting. Young and they're like, oh, crap, Carolina. Yeah, that's really interesting, I think. Really interesting notion anyway, you know, that they would switch. Um, but I do think one of the reasons they feel comfortable staying is because they think they believe Carolina is going to draft C.J. Stroud. So why am I going to trade up if, if your number one quarterback is different? And then this is, this is something good to note, just kind of big picture, is 
this is where your stuff at the combine, your your pro day stuff becomes really important because your scouts start talking to each other. And let's say one of your scouts or your security officers gets information that CJ Stroud is the number one guy on their board. I think you say, well, we don't need to trade up. And that's where this kind of time of year, which from a national media standpoint is probably a little bit overhyped, but for teams is super important because they're doing some serious digging and trying to get access to these boards and stuff. So, Right, right. Um, if you're Carolina, though, on day or on, on the day of the draft and you like both guys, <laughs> you, you certainly call Houston yeah. and you're like, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna take Young, but if you want to trade up, we'll listen. Um, but that's that's where these things get fun. Um, and Carolina, you know, there was talk around when they made the trade with the Bears that like, yes, they really like some of these quarterbacks, but they haven't decided yet. But they really just want control of the draft, and they certainly have that. All right, uh, number three, Arizona. This, in some ways, because you figure one way or another, um, the quarterbacks are going to go one, two, and Young, Stroud, or Stroud, Young. So in some ways, this is where the draft starts. And you talk about trade action, potentially. Um, this certainly could be a place where if a team really likes Anthony Richardson, a team really likes Will Levis, do they come up, trade with Arizona, who obviously is set at quarterback with Kyler Murray, coming off the injury, but they just signed him to that big, long deal. They're not going quarterback. So uh, coach, GM, scout, uh, half the front office, Logan Paulson, what, what are we doing here at three? Uh, with Jonathan Gannon's Arizona Cardinals. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you want to trade this pick if you can. You know, I, I, as much as I like Will Anderson, I think if you can get some more, because like the, the problem with the Arizona Cardinals is there's a lot, their defensive line's in shambles. Their secondary's getting older. They don't have any linebackers. All the linebackers they've taken in the first round have kind of fallen on their face, right? You need offensive line help to a certain extent. You need some skill position players because you're probably going to try and trade uh, – Hopkins, right? Like there's just not a lot there. So the only way I know how to fix that is to trade this pick. And I think it's good that Anthony Richardson's balling. It's just who is going to be the team that's going to trade up, trade up with you. You know, that, that becomes the question. If no one trades, I think it's a pretty obvious, like Will Anderson, you know, it used to be Jalen Carter. I think Jalen Carter is a much more dynamic football player than Will Anderson. I think his ceiling's much higher, but obviously he's had the legal stuff. So I think that's going to push him down boards pretty significantly. So if it's not a trade, it's Will Anderson, I think. I guess I've also seen Tyree Wilson in this spot, and I yeah. think the only reason you would switch them is because you believe Tyree Wilson has a higher ceiling. And he's kind of your Trayvon Walker of this year's draft, long, rangy, big athlete. The production doesn't quite match the athleticism yet, but maybe if you're betting on upside, you take him here. I'd go Will Anderson. I just think it's a safer, more consistent football player, a guy that is – He's not going to be bad. He might not be the best football player of all time, but he's definitely not going to be bad. And I think you just need to hit at the third pick with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And with Gannon coming from Philly, like he's a guy that obviously had that stable of of defensive ends. Nick, real quick though, can you click on the trade tab for us? Let's see what offers are 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 potentially there. Um, Detroit, a team that that certainly come up. I like uh, that. If, if so, like if Detroit, I, I I think Detroit is a team that would trade up and probably should trade up. And what I would do if I was Detroit, I'd trade up. They have two picks in the first round. You can keep the second one, right? Exchange picks, maybe give up your second. Draft Anthony Richardson here, and then pick kind of another, you know, kind of maybe not blue chip, but a kind of a depth rotational player. At I think they're picking at eighteen or something like that. Yeah. 18. So. Um, you know, that's kind of something I would definitely, I would definitely consider this. What are they giving up here? They're giving up. So if we, let's go, let's go ahead and propose a trade here. Uh, so let's go six, uh, and then 48 and then 20, 152, maybe. 
Yeah, that's uh, what happens. And then that for three. This trade will likely be accepted. That's probably too much. So yeah. let's go back off 152 uh, if it's that green. Uh, so six and 48 no, but I for think three. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't like giving up my second pick. If 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 I was doing it, I'd probably say give me fifty five. But you know, if you believe he's that dude, um, then go for it. You know what I mean? And I think this is relatively reasonable. Like you're really just giving up a second for a guy you think could be kind of generational. So, yeah, I'm on board with that. Let's do it. Um, unfortunately, Logan, we don't have your PFF logged in here. Uh, and we, we didn't log in before we started, so we can't actually do this trade. Uh, that's a, that's a poor job out of us. If we want to, want to pause and log in and edit around this, we can, or we can just keep going with no trades. I think we just go no trades, but I think like this okay. is good for the fans, for, for people to see, like, yeah. this is, this is something I think is very, very viable, you know, in terms of a team that I, cause in terms of like, you know, when you're looking at prospects, you say, who, where would they fit really well? Detroit is where I'm like, if he, if Anthony Richardson is at six, Detroit is jumping for joy because I think you have golf. You can do the Aaron Rodgers. You can kind of let him sit for a little bit and let Anthony Richardson develop in this offense with an offensive coordinator who's probably one of the best in football at the moment. Definitely top five. So I love this for them. I don't know if I don't know if they'll do this because you know this Campbell. You know you got to interview the quarterback, all that kind of stuff. But um, Detroit is definitely a spot for Anthony Richardson. I think is very very good. Yeah, I will say if I'm Detroit, I don't know. I they like golf and golf's no, been pretty I, yeah. good for them. But so, I, but he's what he got two years left on his deal, something like that. Yeah. And I think if Anthony Richardson sits for two, I think that's exactly what you want. He's in your system. He's in your terminology. Um, it, it's a red shirt, you know, six overall, third overall. Do you really pick. want to take the third pick on a guy? Like when you're competing for the playoffs though, third pick on a guy that, that is going to sit for a couple years. That's rich for me. So for me, <clears throat> what I, what I would say is that like this dude, is is Josh Allen from a talent standpoint. He's Josh Allen plus from a talent standpoint. But from the processing, accuracy, all those kind of fundamental things, he started one year as a quarterback in college football. If he's Josh Allen, like just hypothetically speaking, then hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah right? Like, because you are planning on, if you're Detroit, never picking this high ever again, right? Because you're going to be good. You're on the verge of being a good football team who won't pick before 20 for the next five years. So if this is your opportunity to get that quarterback, who a guy who has that upside, who can sit, who can do the the Bryce, uh, the, the love thing up in Green Bay, the Jordan Aaron Rodgers love, yeah. thing, whoever it is, like I think that that would be a pretty savvy move. Now, is the fit right? Is their evaluation high in them? I think those are all questions that need to be acknowledged. But yeah, man, I, I think that I would be fine with that, with with this pick, if, if that's the, the direction they chose to go. All right, uh, so back to draft a player we go, and uh, I go the, all of that, all that we go Will Anderson because we forgot to sign in and unlock traits. All right, uh, number four, uh, then you have Indianapolis, and for all the talk we just had about Anthony Richardson, this is the guy that has been mocked here most often, and it makes a ton of sense. Shane Steichen coming over from Philly as the new head coach, of course, was their offensive coordinator, super mobile quarterback in Jalen Hurts. A guy, they, they did a great job of using the run game and the quarterback run game to allow Hertz to continue to polish himself as a passer over these last couple of years. Like yeah. Jalen's incredible, but here's the thing, the, the biggest difference. And I think the oversimplification that happens when comparing Richardson and Hertz is Jalen. Yes. He needed some development as a passer coming out of a college system into the pros as most guys do, but he was incredibly accurate. 
Like yeah. his accuracy was not an issue in the way that Richardson's is. So to just say like, oh, well, Jalen's mobile and can run and, you know, could run for 100 yards in any game. And so can Richardson. So they just plug and play the same way is a complete botching of what these two kids were as prospects coming out. Even though Richardson's seen as the much better prospect because he's potentially a top five pick and Jalen was a second rounder. As passers, Jalen was miles and miles better than Richardson was from a polished standpoint. Again, it doesn't mean that Richardson can't get there um, and that many of kind of the same strategies in terms of utilizing the run game and specifically leveraging the quarterback's running ability to simplify the offense can't be used, but it's not as simple as like plug and play, same results. Yeah, I think that's the thing. The, the What you're banking on when I hear people talk about him to Indianapolis is that he's just, he's going to rush for a thousand yards. He's going to be Justin Fields. And I don't know if I love that. Obviously, he's a big physical son of a gun who's, you know, the freakiest quarterback we've ever seen at the NFL Combine. But if I need a guy to come in and start day one, Anthony Richardson is is probably not my guy. And again, I'm, I'm a little bit old school in that regard. I'm a little bit conservative. Uh, we've talked about that before on this show. And I'd probably go Will Levis if I'm the Colts. And even though I don't like Will Levis as much, I just think he's more ready to play some football. Now, if, if you believe Shane Steichen can get that run game going and they're going to look like um, the uh, the Baltimore Ravens did for a couple of years with Lamar, maybe, right? But obviously, it's going to be very specific schematically. And we just talked about Anthony Richardson's ceiling. But I think this is the first pick where you're like, eh, I don't really love it. And again, it's not you don't love the players. It's like, what is the fit for the team? And I know I might be in the minority here. And if you think I'm wrong, please leave a comment. But I think Andrew... Banking on Anthony Richardson being a thousand yard rusher is a little bit risky given his, you know, his anticipation concerns, his accuracy concerns. Like, can he get better? Absolutely. But it's a, it's a longer road than it was for Hertz, for example. So um, if I'm advising you as the coach and the GM and I'm the scout here, I'd say I'd probably go Will Levis just because of the situation. But again, you know, there's going to be another person in the room banging on the table really hard for Anthony Richardson and maybe even someone banging for Jalen Carter, right? It just, it just depends on, um, on what you think the right fit is quite frankly. Yeah. So I'll be the guy banging on the table for Anthony Richardson. Okay. Um, if I'm Shane Steichen, I go, look, man, you just gave me a, how many year deal? Yeah. Like you're going to fire me if we're not good this year. Right. Like let's go. Like we, the Colts, the Colts are not a good football team, right? They, they don't have a lot going for them offensively. You know, if Jonathan Taylor gets back and their O-line gets back, then maybe all of a sudden you're looking at a team that can win some games. But they've got not a whole lot at wide receiver, not a whole lot at tight end. Uh, their defense has some playmakers on it. You know, Zaire Franklin had a good year. Yep. You know, obviously Shaquille Leonard, uh, if he's healthy, is is one of the best in football. But they just they just traded away Gilmore, like and somewhat of an admission that like, hey, we're trying to restock the deck here. So if you're if you're okay with not really and I'm gonna say not caring if you win or lose this year, but winning this year not being a priority, I'd go Richardson. Yeah. And by the way, my best path to win this year is a dynamic running game behind or with Jonathan Taylor yeah. and Quentin Nelson and all those dudes up front. And Anthony Richardson's going to help that day one. It's the one area where he helps you tremendously day one because, as we've seen time and time again with great running quarterbacks, whether it be Josh and like you know Josh Allen's ability to run, the threat of it affects the Bills' yeah. run game in a positive way because you have to account for him. Obviously, then you go to the next level of Lamar or Justin Fields, and you see how much damage those run games can do. Not only those 
individual players, but the team as a whole. So I would take Richardson and just try to be this behemoth run, like new school, old school running football team and see if we can win some games that way. And if we can't, okay, we'll just draft high again next year and continue to stack the deck with talent and hope that some reps, uh, for Anthony Richardson helps turn him into the quarterback that we want him to be. Absolutely. And I also think it's important to acknowledge this is a team that I think would be in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes pretty dramatically. Agreed. So they, they like if you're Baltimore and you trade up for Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, I think it's a similar conversation. But I feel more comfortable Anthony Richardson going to a team like Baltimore because, you know, they've done it already with a guy like Lamar. And Lamar's a much better passer, much more accurate, much more efficient. But, you know, they, they've got a And by the way, like what Lamar ran at Louisville was much more pro style. Correct. As well. yes, like sir. people people kind of underrate that with Lamar. Like Bobby Petrino, weird dude, but runs a pro style offense. Um, and so Lamar had some experience doing some of that stuff. Still needed the adjustment period, obviously. Um, but his he's a pretty good passer. What makes him Lamar Jackson MVP is his ability to be a thousand yard rusher. But like pretty good passer um i do wonder in the same way that that i've wondered a lot about the potential for baltimore to trade lamar here because yeah. of the fan base dynamics yeah. um and like it's right down the road obviously the baltimore indianapolis colts you know leaving baltimore dynamic like yeah. that's a that's a weird one and like people can say oh it doesn't matter like it does especially to the the principal owners right. involved here right. uh specifically with with jim ursay so um, you know, does Baltimore want to stick it to Indy in some way? Uh, probably. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's something to consider, but in, in our no trades kind of talking through it, et cetera, I think Richardson's the pick here. And you and uh, did would... a really nice job explaining that. So I think, yeah, I'd go, you know, based on your philosophy, if that's how they feel, I think that's my a table, my bang on the table worked. Yeah. All right, Nick, we're going with Anthony Richardson. Let's hit draft. All right, number five, Seattle. Jalen uh, Carter, not even a question. At my, like okay. I, I think I think they are a team that like has a good, strong culture. They've draft people with I don't say questionable character concerns, but they Pete they've Carroll, taken some risks over the years. Carroll seems to get breed a, an environment that can insulate those guys. He is he's the best non quarterback. He's the best football player in this draft. When I watch the film, like, he is really good. I have some concerns about his work ethic. You know, you might be a little bit lazy, but if you believe your culture can tolerate it, I think that's where you go. The other one that could be on the board is Tyree Wilson here. Um, but yeah, man, like, I don't know. I feel like it just is too good to pass up for a team that really needs good interior defensive linemen. And if you think you can tolerate it, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, done. Jalen Carter. Yeah. There's the pick. The pick is in. Uh, that was easy. All right. Uh, Detroit. Man. Right, man. It's got to be uh, Devin Witherspoon, I think. He is, he's the, he's the, one of the most fun players to watch in this draft, I think, from a cornerback standpoint. And they've, I know they've taken a lot of first-round corners, so it would be here or Tyree Wilson, I think. Uh, but I think he's, a, he's an outstanding football player. He's got that dog. I feel like he culturally fits with Dan Campbell at a high level. I think this is where you go. Yeah, I agree. Um, my issue with Tyree Wilson here is what the commanders have done to themselves, where right. you know, they took Aiden Hutchinson last year, and in four years, like, you, do you necessarily do a lot of long-term four- or five-year planning? No, but you don't not do it either. And do you need do you want to pay two edge guys in, in a couple of years in the same way that the commanders doubled down on that strategy, going D-tackle, D-tackle, edge, edge? Um, and I would say no, so 
let's go Devin Witherspoon and, and keep things moving to one of the more interesting picks in the draft uh, at number seven with yeah. the Raiders. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. So this is tough, man. I would probably go best offensive lineman available. And in my opinion, that's Peter Skaronsky um, from Northwestern. Uh, I guess you could go Christian Gonzalez here too, if you really wanted to. Tyree Wilson, like defensive line is a huge need for them. And I know people say, oh, they have uh, Chandler Jones. They have, um, his name escapes me at the moment. Um, uh, Crosby. Crosby, who's probably the best, one of the best edges in football. But I think, um, Chandler Jones did not play very well last year. And if you go, yeah. want a guy with some high upside, Tyree Wilson, Skaronsky, Tyree Wilson seems like the high upside play here at seven. And also I think if you need offensive line help, which wasn't terrible last year for them, but I could definitely see them going Peter Skaronsky here. Um, cause he's a, he's a very good football player. So, so I, what, what about Levis potentially here? You know, they just signed yeah. Jimmy, but Jimmy's an older guy. He's had, or not older, but he's like, he's on the plus side of 30. Um, he has had the injury issues Obviously, I think they're bringing him in to be the starter and think they can win a bunch of games with him. McDaniel had him in, in New England. Jimmy's pretty much won everywhere he's been. Uh, it makes sense, but he's not, you know, is he a bridge guy eventually? But, like, are you still, uh, you know, have you have, you haven't even gotten on the bridge yet. Like, I, I don't yeah. think I would go quarterback if I was them, considering I, I just brought in Jimmy. If it goes sideways this year, you're going to have another high pick and you can go into this loaded quarterback class next year and take one um levis is staring at you at seven i think you think about it yeah but I agree. and also obviously if, if someone wants to trade up like that's that's possible but i tend to agree with you that going some going some other direction is probably the right play um i'd say let's go skaronsky because that's what we would do right well that's, i think, I think that's Skr- how we're doing i was just about to say like when i was i just was reviewing my notes while you were talking and i have a be, a slightly better grade on Skaronsky because I think he's a more he's, he's more consistent, right? And that's an important thing to kind of acknowledge about Tyree Wilson is that like 
he, while being a physical freak, he's very raw still, you know? And so you are kind of projecting him a little bit. And if you're Oakland and if I'm the GM, I want, like, I, I look at what Washington did last year and they just took good, consistent football players that are good, consistent starting players. And I know people want to hit the ball out of the park, you know, with the picks, pick seven in the draft, but I want someone who's going to hit, you know, and he can play yeah. tackle. He can play guard. He can play center. Like he can fill that out wherever you need him to do. And I just feel like it's, it's the most likely pick at this spot to hit, I guess is what I'd say. All right. Peter Skaronsky pick is in. Let's do it. Which gets us to number eight and I think the Atlanta go. Falcons everyone is mocking Christian Gonzalez here. Are we just going to follow that? Or is, is there someone else that you would consider based off the board? It's pretty funny. You know, they've got uh PFF does needs quarterback. Uh, yeah. That doesn't seem to be what they actually think though. They're right. going to roll with Desmond Ritter took a, a fairly high pick on him last year, um, which is what I would do too. I would not, I would not go Levis here for, especially for what they do. Right. Um, I would probably I don't go. Think there's a, Tyree Wilson would be the guy that I would think about here. Like, yeah, that, because I know they need defensive line help. I know they have, uh, you know, Grady Jarrett. They have um, the kid that they drafted out of Penn State who's got some pass rush upside, but they need help along the defensive line. Now, could they go corner here? Absolutely. But I do think from a philosophical standpoint, just looking at what they do offensively, I think they value trench play. And, you know, here's a big physical athletic dude that is going to be more impactful down to down. And again, you talk about consistency in terms of production. I know we took Devin Witherspoon at six, but corners tend to be very challenging to project. You know, they, it's, it's scheme dependent. It's philosophy dependent. It's a whole bunch of different stuff. And Tyree Wilson, just put him at edge and say, hey, man, have fun. Go get the quarterback. Go find the ball. And uh, those guys tend, tend to translate a little bit better. Wilson's a like kind of a speed guy too, right? Like really quick, explosive athlete. He's like he's just a big old son of a gun, quite honestly, man. Like he's just huge. You know, he's six six. I think he's two seventy five, two eighty, and he's just a big, strong, not overly twitchy, but fast for his size type of guy. Like when you're watching right. him, like the best way I can explain him is like you've been to a high school football game before, and you're watching, and there's a guy going D one, and he just jumps out because he's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit stronger. He's a little bit faster than everybody. That's kind of how Ty Tyree Wilson is at the college level, right? So here's here's what I'm asking. Because they've got that turf down in Atlanta. And yeah. I think back to like the old Indianapolis Colts teams that were built to like pass rush indoors with Dwight Freeney and, and Robert Mathis, right? Um, would you go a kid uh, like on some speed, like the kid from Georgia, potentially? Um, so what I would say, name, I'm, I'm totally really, forgetting I'm really glad Nolan you brought Smith, this up. Maybe? I'm, really, I'm really glad you brought this up. This is a great point. So there, this defensive end edge rushing class is very deep. Like you can get a really good player. I'm sure in the second round for, if you're Atlanta, you can get, you know, Felix and DK, uh, the kid from Kansas state You can get the kid from Iowa state. Will McDonald, the fourth you can get, there's some really kind of more in the mold of what you're describing kind of twitched up super pass rushy type guys who have very, very high upside. And I would say based, if you're doing a two round mock, you probably go Christian Gonzalez here. Just having, having said that, just because I think at eight, all right, when they're, when they're picking in the second round, there will be a very good pass rusher there. The kid from Northwestern is another guy. Um, gosh, what's his name? And uh, it's got like a lot of consonants and vowels and stuff, <laughs> but um, a freaky kind of guy as oh. well. So, yeah, Edaboare. Edaboare. There we go. Yeah. So th that guy will probably be there. You know what I'm saying? So 
with that kind of pass rush depth, there's not a Christian like Christian Gonzalez is a is a is a first tier corner in my opinion. So based on that log- logic, why not go Christian Gonzalez here? All right, uh, which puts me now in the position, I guess, to to pick between the two. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go, Gonzalez. Yeah, because if you're doing a two round mock. Well, I mean, yeah, we're we're not gonna go through all. We're not like we're not gonna do a seven round mock today, but in theory, like we're doing the first of what eventually would be the full draft. So, right. uh, we should let this that infiltrate our strategy. Toughest one for me, quite honestly. Yeah. So now we're at pick nine. After Gonzalez goes eight, Chicago Bears. Uh, this is obviously Carolina's original pick. They need everything. Uh, you got Levis on the board, Tyree Wilson on the board, and then you start to get some of the receivers or, you know, are starting to crop up as, you know, best available on PFF's list. I know those are a little high from where you have them. Yeah. Um, like to Paris, me, I, I, Paris Johnson Jr. would be interesting here. Yeah. Tack like tackles interesting for them, but they need D line help. And Wilson's probably the best player on the board. And on That's some level, point. I think you just don't overthink it. Point. You just take Tyree Wilson. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I, I buy that. Yeah. hundred percent. All right, let's let's just do that and keep it moving. Yeah, uh, Tyree like, Wilson. Right. Don't overthink it, right? He's the best player there. It doesn't need to be, a, you know, if he's there, they're probably going to pick him, right? So, Right. All right, Eagles at 10. Uh, they are the opposite of the Bears. They don't technically need anything. Uh, they're <laughs> awesome. Uh, but, I, I mean, it's funny because if Wilson falls to them, like, they're obviously taking him because yeah. they just take edge dudes in perpetuity and then always have great edge players. Um, Nick, could you scroll down a little bit on this list to the right here? Uh, so we see our best available here. Um, so this is where I think it's interesting because I think Kalijah Kansi is really interesting, and I think Lucas Van Ness is super interesting here, I think, for them. Kansi is the kid out of Pittsburgh who everyone is like, oh, he's Aaron Donald Light because he's went to Pittsburgh, he's undersized, and he's incredibly quick. But like, just so people understand his athletic profile, if you do blind resumes of him, like his combine numbers and Josh Norman's combine numbers – you don't know who's who. Now, there's a reason Josh was a sixth round pick, and part of that was the measurables, and obviously Josh was able to overcome them for a long time to be one of the best corners in the game. But like, that's the kind of athlete we're talking about yeah. with Cansey. Um, whether he can translate it anywhere close to what Donald has done uh, seems unlikely because Donald's the best ever at his position. But super intriguing. And then Van Ness, kind of this big stout edge guy uh, yeah. that we've talked about uh, before on the pod for sure is a potential option at 16 for Washington. Yeah. So I think Hargrave's interesting. Like, you know, Hargrave departs, goes to um, San Francisco from Philadelphia. He was kind of their pass rushing three technique. You have Jordan Davis, who's going to be in there on first and second down. So they do. And you mentioned they have this scaffolding to support a very specific solution for Kalijah Kansi. You know what I mean? Like they have you know, like much like when you need to draft a running back, like it's not the right fit for everybody. It's Kalijah Kansi is not the right fit for everybody. Right. But I do think Philadelphia in their defensive line approach, this guy could be the right fit for them. So, you know, if they pass on him, let's say they go a different direction. Let's say they go Lucas Van Ness. Etabare is very similar in terms of athletic profile to him and also can play three technique and will be available when they pick at 30. So it's also kind of like, do you want to, is there a player on the board right now who you feel better about and just looking through this list i mean you know like the other player i think they would think about drafting is an offensive lineman but the top two guys um i guess paris johnson's available but he plays tackle yeah. i guess you could draft him to play guard right they just lost uh they lost their right guard in free agency right. um and then he's kind of waiting in the wings for lane johnson to retire to play right tackle i could see that and they always are kind of planning a year or two out um what do you think craig 
Yeah. I mean, if I'm them, I'd probably want to trade out if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is like who's trading up and for what, uh, the, it's been interesting to watch the offensive line kind of stock fluctuate throughout this, this process where it used to be like, there's no way all three of the top tackles are going to be available for Washington at 16. And now it's like, yeah, maybe two of them will be available. Um, I would probably like Philly has the luxury of doing whatever they want. Right. And if they think can is a guy that can be super impactful for them. I think they just pull the trigger and they don't, I'm not say they don't care about the value. Um, cause as I said, they would probably ideally like to trade back somewhere in the, you know, the 15, 18 range somewhere in there. Yeah. But I say for, for what we're doing, let's go Cansey. Yeah. Okay. Cause it, you know, he's, if him and Jordan Davis are your one and three technique for years to come, like, you feel pretty good about it. They are very pro defensive line, you know. So the, Lucas Van Ness would be an interesting one here as all as well. I could see them going that way because they like those big pocket pushing guys. I just think Cansey has more juice, you know. So it's yeah. like it's a very specific thing, but you know, Philly they can they have the scaffolding to support it. So why not? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Kalaja Cansey is the pick at ten. Uh, that's the one we're gonna get crushed for on the internet. All right. Uh, <laughs> Let's go to so that's top ten picks uh, in in the bag. We're gonna have to speed up here. Uh, we'll, we'll speed through the second half once we get past Washington. Yeah. But, uh, we'll 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 keep you know kind of talking about these top guys as we go. Everyone's mocking wide receivers to Tennessee. At oh 11. really? Um, it's rich, but um, I mean, based off this PFF board, we're looking at not so much because right now, uh, for those listening, the PFF board best available has Levis, Quentin Johnston. Uh, the wide receiver out of TCU, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the receiver out of Ohio State, Brian Branch, then Lucas Van Ness is the best available, Joey Porter Jr., the corner out of Penn State, best after that. So if that's the case, and all of a sudden these wide receivers are maybe sitting a little higher on people's boards than we anticipated, going wide receiver, the biggest need that Tennessee has, doesn't seem so off-putting here. So I would say, Logan, pick your favorite wide receiver or... They just obviously moved on from Taylor Luan. Do you go Paris Johnson and go left tackle? I mean, I know they signed the kid um, from Philly, the backup left tackle for them. Uh, yes. Dillard, is that his name? Yeah, Andre and, Dillard. Um, I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't have a lot of confidence in him. And I think I like Paris Johnson as an upside play. Is he raw? Yes. Is there some developmental work there? Yes. But he does have the position flexibility in that group to play guard and tackle it's a safer pick than these receivers. Like if you're going to go receiver, you probably go Jackson Smith and Jigba because he's the most polished, but he also only played in the slot at Ohio state. He didn't play, he only played two games last year because of a hamstring. Quinn Johnson's a physical freak, but doesn't catch the football super consistently. Now is that quarterback play, whatever it is. I don't know. I just, again, I just think you want to kind of bet on the offensive line. Like they're just safer picks. That's why they get pushed up. Will Levis here would also be interesting. How do you feel about? I, I was about to ask you that because, it, it, depending on what you think of what of what Malik Willis did last year in practice and such, like, do you really feel good about that moving forward? Because yeah. he, I mean, he was basically unplayable. Um, I mean, they they had a playoff game. They started Joshua Dobbs, right? Yeah. That was a playoff game, or it was, yeah. it was just it was a Week games. Eighteen two game? Games. Yeah, yeah, like. That's that's concerning. Yeah, um, absolutely. Did you just miss? Do you not have the infrastructure to support him? Um, did he need the year? Like whatever it may be, um, unless you think that he's gonna figure it out, I would just take Levis. Yeah. But 
I don't think they're going to do that. I'll, I'll, I will infiltrate a little bit of what I think they're thinking is here and pass on Levis. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, let's go Paris Johnson here let's and just take yeah, the, the, the safest thing. And, you know, they're still trying to build that infrastructure probably around Derrick Henry and kind of that's going to be, even when Derrick Henry ultimately moves on, right. do they, you know, do they kind of build that same style of football? So let's go Paris yeah. Johnson. Uh, Nick, pick is in. Uh, Paris Johnson tackle at Ohio State. I'd All probably right. go Quinton Johnson here for Houston is what I would do. Yes. Think. So, yeah, let's let's just go ahead and, and kind of blaze through that one. Quinton Johnson, best wide receiver, or Johnson, best wide receiver on the board, goes to Houston with their second pick. Jets, who presumably have Aaron Rodgers coming in, uh, they they could use some help, uh, a couple spots on defense, linebackers specifically, uh, and then O-line is the other big one. Like, so where where would you go here if you're them, knowing that Paris Johnson's off the board, uh, et cetera? So I don't like any of the tackles available at 13. I think the next guy on my list, uh, just let me just check. Uh, yeah, it's Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. So obviously he's he's my next guy. I, he's he's above Roderick Jones for me. Um, this seems a little high for him. I could see I could see him taking him because tackles always get pushed up in the first round, and like the the top seven tackles are good football players and they're going to just get pushed up because no one wants to miss. Right. Um, I think Nolan Smith would be interesting here for a defensive minded mm. head coach guy, always looking for pass rush upside and Nolan Smith has excellent pass rush juice. Now, um, you know, Lucas Van Ness is here. I don't know. I just think knowing Robert Sala, knowing what he likes, you know, do they go Joey Porter jr. Here? That would be another interesting one to play opposite of sauce Gardner. Um, Nolan Smith seems like the right kind of player for them, um, but they do need a tackle and they do need linebacker. I just don't think the tackle value is great here. So that's kind of what yeah, I Yeah, this is a, a probable try to trade down. You also wonder, could they like trade down and go after another weapon for Rodgers? Yeah. Could they do like a Dalton Kincaid situation? Something like that. They or obviously Jackson signed a bunch Smith of receivers. Here if you really like yeah, him. they they could. I mean, they did. They just obviously drafted Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State last year, and that's been fantastic for them. They just signed a bunch of, you know, they signed Lazard. They signed a couple of these guys. Um, man, this is a, this is a tough one. I, let's, let's get crazy. Let's go Nolan Smith, the edge out of Georgia. Um, which I don't think is like crazy, crazy. The dude ran a four, three, nine, like he's a beast. It's him and, him and Montez sweat. Like that's, that's the kind of athlete we're talking about. His film is insane. Like he, the way he moves, the way he can rush the pass or the way he bends, like he's got a little bit of like Vaughn Miller to his game. Mm-hmm. And if you, if that's the comp you're getting for him, like at 13, yeah, take that at 13. Right. And he fits kind of your defensive philosophy of pass rush first, second, third. So I think that's a good fit. All right, let's do it. Nolan Smith uh, for the jets that leaves their division rival Patriots on the clock. Uh, hilariously, New England, uh, PFF has quarterback as a need for them. Uh, not, <laughs> not huge Mac Jones fans seems unlikely that they'll actually go that route, but they do like, to me, they do need some playmakers, right? Like they don't yeah, have, they I'm don't not have forgetting anybody, a wide receiver. Um, but they, they just, historically don't draft receivers. Well, you know, yes. like in the first round. And I think if you're got a defensive head coach, Bill Belichick, I think, Lucas Van Ness goes either here to Green Bay, the next pick. And I think just looking at this board right now, I think you probably go Lucas Van Ness. So let me throw a wild card at you. Yeah. Is there anybody better at using like these kind of wild card pieces than Bill Belichick? And Brian Branch is sitting there. Yeah. As a safety corner something. 
Yeah, I mean, I am not as high on Brian. I think he's a good football player. I think the his like lackluster combine has kind of got me a little bit spooked about him at the NFL level, kind of like Kyle Hamilton. Like, you know, everyone thought mm-hmm. he was a top five pick last year, didn't run well. And I think you see because he's going to have like a limited role, right? He can't play true post. He, he's got to kind of kind of be that nickel box safety, probably. Um, yeah, you know that 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 feels like a very New England pick. Brian Branch, even though a lot of people are kind of moving him into that 20 to 35 range on their boards, like New England does not mess with that. You know, they kind of march to the beat. Alabama kid, obviously, you know, the Belichick Saban connection. 100%. Um, Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Screw it. We're doing it. I'm pulling up Belichick. I don't I don't give a bleep what everyone else says. Brian Branch is the pick at 14. Yeah. Uh, Which then leaves Lucas Van Ness for Green Bay, uh, the edge out of Iowa. Fits real well with what they want to do in rotation with Preston Smith, etc. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of your day. Your weekly source for all things commanders, right on time, your time. A list of household chores. Do them without missing a beat and listen while you work. In the car, turn mundane drives into memorable moments. With podcasts, you can maximize productivity and minimize FOMO. We're on demand, so we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now we're at 16, Logan, and the board has fallen in a terrible way for Washington in a draft that is not allowing trades. <laughs> right. So I think ideally you want to trade back, right? Um, but if I'm here, I'm ecstatic because I can pick Deontay Banks, and I think that's the pick here. I think a lot of people would say Joey Porter wow. Jr. I have Deontay okay. Banks a little bit ahead of him because I think he's a little bit more scheme agnostic, right? I think he can play a little bit more zone. I think he can play man. I think he's got kind of the plus athletic upside. Um, you know, I think he ran, he ran a four, three, eight at the combine. He's got a 41 inch vertical. He's got an 11 foot broad jump and he's never really out of phase. Now his ball skills get me a little bit worried, right? I don't think he has elite ball skills in tracking the football down the field, but he is in phase with, he, he's always in phase with, um, with the receiver. And even when he gets beat, he has the recovery speed to get there. Joey Porter Jr. On the other hand, I think is a little bit more of a project. Now he's a freak. You know, I already made the Trayvon Walker comparison. Like, that's kind of what you're looking at. He's got 34-inch arms playing corner. That's like tackle length. He looks like wow. a freaking playing praying mantis out there. He's a man corner kind of exclusively. Not a great tackler, but his upside is is very, 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 very high. And um, and so I think that's what that's the only reason. Like, if we're in a draft room and you're pounding the table for Joey Porter, the only thing that's going to sell me is you think he's got a higher upside. But in terms of being a better pro today, Deontay Banks is is significantly better. So that's yeah, where I would and go. he's got look. He's also got freakish athletic ability. Like yeah. those numbers you rolled off four three eight. You know, forty one inch 
vert 11 foot broad like those are elite elite numbers so it's not like from an athletic standpoint he doesn't have what it takes and he's not a uh, small either. guy he's six eleven and a half six foot or no five, five eleven, 11 and, and a half, half six foot and he's like he's actually an nba player yeah. playing corner <laughs> and he's and he's uh like 195 200 pounds so he's a big guy for a corner with great movement skills he's a little and again this is again some of my bias a little bit more physical as a tackler and when i'm evaluating corners and it's hard to separate guys that's usually the separating piece for me is are they going to put their face in there because that means they love football and he does that talks a lot of smack this is not an indictment of joey porter in any way i just if you have to pick that's where i'm going what about levis oh i think well i think if levis falls to here this is good for Washington because I think Tampa Bay might trade up with you. And I think if you can get back to 19 and pick up another second or third round pick, you're, you're dancing for joy. Right. Um, I do think you consider Levis hundred percent, but I, um, I think Deontay Banks is the play here. I again, and you know, they might have a really high grade on Will Levis. He might be their second quarterback. If that's the case, you take him. Right. You just, you, you, you just don't even think about it. You take him because that, that's, you got to trust your evaluations, but um, from a need standpoint, from a player standpoint, I think you feel pretty good about Deontay Banks. Yeah, no, I, I think that if this is the way the board falls, this is a 100% trade back situation because there's so many players that are kind of in that, in the same bucket that you probably like, you know, Banks, you know, Porter Jr. Potentially Kincaid, like all these guys are going to be there and available for you at night. Or some of these guys, I should say, are going to be there and available for you at 19. However, uh, with the way we're doing this particular mock, pick is in. He a Terp. He's not going very far. Deontay Banks gets to keep playing in the state of Maryland. He's the picks. <laughs> He's the pick for the commanders at 16. All right, let's roll through like 30 seconds or less the rest of this first round. I mean, I think I think now you like this is the most laziest mock of all time. I think you go Joey Porter Jr. here, or you go the kid from uh, Tennessee. God, what's his name? Uh, the tackle you're talking about? Um, yeah, Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright. Even though Anton Harrison's like my number one guy, I think those are like very Tennessee type picks. Big physical right tackle or Joey Porter Jr. Long, good man corner right so let's go the, with the vanity the play uh the the legacy play joey porter obviously legend for the steelers we'll go joey <laughs> so porter lazy. jr just for kicks uh lions at 18 did we 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 pick picked devin six? witherspoon for them at six you take levis then i would think about it for sure it's that or miles murphy right here i think all right you know like because miles murphy is kind of i don't know i'm not as high on miles murphy but in terms of big physical defensive linemen and kind of establishing an identity. I don't think any of the offensive linemen, Anton Harrison might get you excited, but they have good tackles there. You're looking for right. a guard. So Osiris Torrance, this is a little too high for me, in my opinion, in my evaluation on him. So I'd probably go uh, best defensive end available. Or, nope, I wouldn't go Jasmine Smith here because they have um, Amon Ross. Yeah, Ra, they have Amon Ross. However, uh, they did trade, what's his name, uh, to Minnesota last year, the tight end. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Yep. Wow, I can't think of his name. Uh, he's so good. Uh, kid out of Iowa. Yeah. Anyway, the point is yeah, they need name? a tight end. Dalton Kincaid. But I will say this. I'll say this. Dalton Kincaid is not Hawkinson. Thanks, Nick. Um, Kincaid is not a Dan Campbell guy. He's not because he doesn't block mm. very well. So I think he's gonna. If they want one, they're gonna be looking for a different type of guy. Like they probably they're probably more in the Michael Mayer type sweepstakes. Okay. Them. Do you want to do that here? Or you want to go Murphy? Your pick. 
Uh, All right, Miles Murphy is the pick at 18, uh, which leaves Will Levis to go 19 to Tampa. That's a no-brainer, right? Okay, done. Uh, Seattle on the clock again at 20. Uh, I think you go Jackson Smith and Jake Both. Okay. Uh, Even... Right, I mean, don't you like? He's the best receiver available. He's a slot player. They don't have yeah, a slot. Yeah, they've got Lockett, they have, they've uh, got Lockett. Metcalf, but they could use they could use a slot guy. Let's go Smith and Jigba there. Uh, Twenty one uh, Miami forfeit, but then you get uh, L A on the board. They were probably psyched to see Smith and Jigba. They're probably, uh, but yeah, they're now, probably pissed right now. They, I mean, Zay Flowers is real, real good kid out of Boston College. Um, Scroll down a little bit. And next. we could go that. We could go Jordan this. Addison if you want a receiver. Um, you know, another interesting pick for them would be B. John Robinson, the tailback out of Texas, because Austin Eckler, you know, requesting a trade, uh, you know, you wonder how many more years he's got. That's, those are all interesting. Uh, and then you got some of your other corners, like your Emmanuel Forbes, et cetera, that could be interesting for them as well. Yeah. I just was going to check my corner ranking real quick while we're talking. So continue talking. Let's see if there's anybody that, um, um, yeah, I guess, yeah, it's a little high. Um, yeah, this is a tough spot for them. Honestly, I don't. I don't really like anybody here. <laughs> um, we forfeit the pick. I guess. No, I mean it's it's just tough. I think uh, this is kind of like where like Bijan could go here. You mentioned yeah. that, right? Like Bijan, maybe. Let's here, do it, right? Um, if, we're, if we're making the pick, is that who you would go with? Like, hey, I can get a generational talent running back for my very young quarterback. I mean, you do still have yeah, Eckler. I, That's the thing. It's like Eckler's not gone yet. But I actually don't hate that because if I want Robinson to be there for a long time, like not giving him 300, 400 carries at a rookie is probably enticing. And this is one of those things where it's like, you know, like you're going to reach on an edge. You could reach on an edge because it's a deep edge class. You could reach on a tight end. I think um, Mayer here would be interesting. Um I just think Bijan Robinson's got the potential to be a more dynamic football player. And if he's sitting here at 21, like you don't pass up on Hall of Fame blue chip players. Is it a little high for him? Yeah, but is he the best player on the board? Also, yeah. You know, there's not, there's not a receiver here. There's not a corner here. There's not a linebacker here that I like. You, they could go O-line, I guess, um, at right tackle. And, like, you know, this would be a Darnell Wright scenario, and maybe that's where you go here. Um, who who helps their running game more in the next five years, Darnell Wright uh, or Bijan Robinson? Darnell Wright. Okay, so let's go Darnell Wright because you know yeah. Kellen Moore coming from Dallas, like obviously had Zeke and and Tony Pollard, like that that is a play action heavy type of offense that you imagine they'll run. So wow, Darnell Wright, seventieth rank on PFF's board. So he's so on uh, for Mike for Mike Renner. He's his fifteenth or twentieth rank so, player. Yeah, you know. And like, so this is the consensus board. So this is how everybody mocks. And I don't know, like when you watch his film, like he's a heck of a, All right, let's go Darnell right now. Can... You, you could also go Anton Harrison here. I like Anton Harrison a lot, but they have a left tackle. Anton Harrison's a left tackle, right? So I'd probably go best right tackle available or Bijan Robinson. So, um, it's a conversation. We're probably going to have a couple more times as well over the next couple of picks. Yeah. Leave a comment. Uh, on that. All right. Baltimore at 22. Zay Flowers? Yeah. That, the best receiver on the board, unless you like Jordan Addison better, but I like I like Flowers a lot. He just seems to make plays all over the place. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, he just feels like a – Yeah, let's go Zay guy, Flowers. Right? Receiver out of Boston College. Uh, all right, Minnesota. They also could use a wide receiver uh, to re- kind of replace Adam Thielen. Uh, then they obviously need help pretty much everywhere on defense. 
wouldn't mind Addison. I think Brian Breesey is a guy that I'm not overly high on. You know, I think he's a guy that, you know, everyone talks about him being the best recruit in the class a couple of years ago when he was coming out of high school. He's a good football player, obviously a good athlete, but the film is doesn't quite support it the way you want. You know, I think that's always something that gets you a little bit like, Ugh. So I would probably go a different direction. I'd probably go Jordan Addison here. Okay, let's because like, because I think they need a guy to replace. Adam okay, Thielen. let's do it. Let's go Jordan Addison. That gets us to Jacksonville, who needs some interior alignment. Uh, they could use another edge. Obviously, they did take Trayvon Walker last year. They could also use a DB um, on the back end. Jeez, this is a tough spot. I mean, because like right now, I, I would I I like Anton Harrison there. I think you protect your young quarterback, but again, he plays left tackle and. They still have their left tackle there, their right tackle left in free agency. Um, so Roderick Jones, again, I, I don't love Roderick Jones. I think I'm a little bit lower on him than a lot of people. Um, they re-signed Evan Ingram, or else I'd say go Dalton Kincaid. I think you're looking for a weapon here, um, but I don't know if they've got anybody that makes you really excited. Um, I mean, gosh, I would consider Kincaid here. If you think, if he's your best player on the board, and he's like kind of in that, that separate bucket, which is kind of where we're at right now, is... Is he the last yeah. player in that like tier two, tier three, depending on how you, where you draw the line at the top? Um, and you, Ingram, they didn't resign him long term, did they? It's like it was in a one year deal, two year. I don't know. But like Peterson, you know, he's had Zach Ertz and and others at tight end when he was in Philadelphia. Like this is a guy who does know how to operate with multiple weapons. Um, and Kincaid will be a cheap weapon for a long time when some of these other guys are big money guys. I'd probably just lean Kincaid here and be like, let's just score, try to score 30 a game. Um, and, and I mean, obviously yeah. also prime trade down territory, uh, potentially trade out of the first round. Yeah. But I, I think, I think if you're looking for weapons, yeah, that's a good idea. And another thing would be like, is it, is Kincaid your type of tight end? Do you want to get like a, you know, a my, a Meyer or that's a, a good point too, because a, Ingram is, is I want to say glorified wide receiver, but he's, he's definitely the slider is more towards receiver than it is towards blocker by a lot. Yeah, and Manhurst just left. You know, he uh, I think I forget where he went, but he left in free agency. He was kind of their big blocking guy. So maybe based on type, you go Meyer here, Meyer, Michael Mayer, excuse me. But um, I, I think Kincaid's just better in the passing game. You know, like he's and it, it gets a lot of comps to Zach Ertz. I probably all right. Do let's that, go. Actually. Let's go to King. Let's go Kincaid then. Uh, Giants on the board at twenty five. They could obviously use some receiver help. Uh, they could use some interior offensive line play. They could use some DBs. Who's the best receiver on the board right now? Uh, uh, Nick, you can sort by position if you go back up. They've got Josh Downs out, Josh of, Downs. Water, out of North Carolina. So I would say this would be – I. this is way too – but I think uh, Tipman here, the center guard from – no, where is he from? Uh, Tipman. Can we look him up real quick? Tipman, God bless it. From Wisconsin? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all the big he 10 guys. Is, I was like, Whipler, no, he's Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe Tittman from So Tittman, to me, is better than um, Schultz from uh, from Minnesota. Or Schmitz, like, he's yeah. the best. Smitch, he's the best probably swing guy inside. You know, and if you're looking for a center that's going to be excellent in terms of what they do, I think he, this is a better fit. Like, I'm a little bit down on Schmitz the more I watch him. I think he's a good football player, but I think he's more of a second-round player. I think Joe Tittman – because of the position flexibility is probably where I would go if I'm looking for an interior offensive lineman or, and be with center with the ability to play center. Like obviously Osiris Torrance is my best guard, mm -hmm. but he can only play guard. So it's kind of like, 
this feels like the right direction here now. And, you know, I, I feel bad not mentioning Osiris Torrance earlier. It's funny how drafts go, but there's gotta be the right fit. You know what I right. mean? And players start to fall. And so I would go here. I would go Tipman here. For, All right, uh, let's York. do it. Uh, and then the Cowboys. It's like the stars align. Yeah. Bijan Robinson. Like they lose, they lose <laughs> Zeke. They get the best back in the draft. He's from Texas. Um, I mean, you could go Breesy here uh, and get some interior help on that D line, but like, I would just go Bijan, and you're welcome, yeah, Dak. I mean, that just feels like such a Dallas pick. I'm a little surprised, honestly, that we still have Roger Jones and Anton Harrison on the board. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't take them. Here, I think that's but, also um, due to the fact, though, that like players. we haven't had the trades down, right? If if that's you true. are at 23 with Minnesota, you trade up to 16 with Washington to take whoever. Yeah. Then Washington's taking a the tackle tackles. at twenty three, so yeah. I think yeah, I think that's, that's like this draft is going to look silly once you and, and maybe we'll do another one or when we do our next one we'll we'll unlock the trades and you know we can we can do that. But yeah, but I think like I think yeah. So yeah, Bijan, Bijan. Okay, Robinson let's go Bijan, sure. and then let's wrap up these last five picks. Uh, Buffalo, they need a defensive back. Uh, they. This is where I think they could reach for a guy like Emmanuel Forbes. Yeah, that's what exactly. Like, what I, I was think Emmanuel say. Forbes, he's a heck of a football player. Uh, yeah, like there's no safeties or anything available. They, like they and they don't really have a ton of needs. Maybe offensive tackle. And again, the two guys remaining are left tackles, mm. right? Roger Jones and Anton Harrison. They have a pretty good left tackle, so they could definitely go like Roger Jones here to play right. I think Anton Harrison's a pure left, but he can play right, so they could easily go that direction here. But I, I think. Um, if I had to put money on it, I would say that they'd probably go uh, like a DB. All right, let's go Emmanuel Forbes. Forbes. Like Done. Bengals. Uh, yeah, end. they could use a tight end. Uh, let's go Mayer here. Uh, tight end at Notre Dame. Or or Brian Breesey, depending on their evaluation. That's true. But, you know, tight end. You know, they've got an awesome uh, young quarterback there. What's his name again? Uh, yeah. Uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe, I'm about to get paid but, a lot of money, Burrow. Burrow, yeah. So you want to get weapons around him. He'd be cheap. I think he's a good football player. And he doesn't have to win in the man-to-man situations the way because of all the playmakers they have there. So I think Meyer is the All figure. right. Uh, so let's go Meyer. And then you have New Orleans at 29, a team that is primed to trade up potentially um, if, if yeah. that's on the table in your particular draft. Of course, it is in the real one, which is the only one that matters. Uh, they could go literally anywhere. Um, so I'm in conflict right now because I really want Osiris Torrance to play in Philadelphia because I just think that's like a perfect <laughs> yeah. fit. You know what I mean? But um, I also think he'd be a good fit here in uh, here in New Orleans. Um, this is one of the ones where I think like based on the types of players that they like, you could get a weird pick here. Like Keon White um, or Kenyon White, excuse me, from Georgia mm-hmm. Tech is like this huge – massive defensive end, 6'5", 290 pounds, and they just lost Davenport. He's a little bit lower on my board, but like in terms of fit and style and like a perfect replacement for um, your guy, Cam Jordan, like this is where something weird like that can happen. Or the edge from Northwestern, like a bigger body edge player who's maybe not as high as some of these other guys. Can you pull up the uh, the edge list for us? But because of the fit, it's like they would just be like, oh yeah, it'd be perfect. You know what I mean? So... Let's see how um, far down those guys are on this list before we do something totally crazy. Um, so, yeah. So, like, I would put him above this Tui Tulopu guy. I think he's down one more. Go down, scroll down a little bit more. 
Andre Carter? No, no, no. Yeah. Is he? Is he? Where is he on this list? This is insanity. Uh, maybe he's oh, Keon White. He's all the way down at he's 90. 90. Get out of here, PFF. What are you doing? <laughs> if he's available at 90, Washington, you should be super excited because you're picking average draft round. position he's 74 go, in, in the mock drafts. Yeah, I don't think he's going to go that low. I don't think I think he'll be like he, he he feels to me like a second, like a low second, high third round guy, which is way higher than 90. 74 feels a little bit yeah, but better. It, too rich to take in the first round. We're not we're not doing that at Tony. But I will also I, I will also say this. Like they traded up for uh for Davenport oh, yeah. and they do weird they do. stuff. They do. I remember talking so, to an NFC scout, um, who's a really great dude that I respect a lot, and he's like he hated Davenport. He had like a seventh round grade on him. <laughs> right? But I'm saying like they do they're gonna do what they're gonna do. Scroll up a little bit, uh Nick. Sorry, bud. So if of the guys that are oh dude, Carl Brooks is so good. Um yeah, I mean, I what think about all these dudes are ballers. LSU kid, dude. Ojolari's a baller. He's a baller. Does, I mean, Felix does is he a baller. Fit, does Will he McDonald's fit what they do? But they they like bigger edge mm. guys. So if you want a bigger edge guy, it's at a barway or according to this list, Tulopu. You know what I mean? And that just feels a little steep to me. So, um, or do they just go Osiris Torrance? Or do you go Brian Breesy here? I think that's also possible. I mean, we might be overthinking it. At this point, is Breesy clearly the best player on the board? See, I'm down on Breesy, so right. you're asking the wrong guy. I would go any of those guys I just mentioned probably over. Let's go Edible like then. That, that's the guy that seems to be kind of in the sweet spot of everything. Positional need, what yeah, you want. I like uh, let's go Let's go Edible He's a good football player. Uh, for the Saints at 29. Uh, and then that puts Osiris Torrance. Osiris Torrance. Philly, which just... <laughs> What do we give them at ten as well? Um, oh, we gave them Cancy. So yeah, Philly's they just killing draft. it again. A plus, <laughs> son of a gun. You're so welcome, the Eagles fans. Um, and then for the Chiefs gosh. at 31, the final pick of this monstrosity of a podcast, first round, hour long mock draft that we've done. Uh, let's. They lost a left tackle, right? And they they, just they did just sign someone, um, uh, but they also lost their right tackle. Uh, and Andrew Wiley because he came here. So Broderick Jones. That's a good point. Gosh, I like Anton Harrison okay. more, but he's I like Ant- but he's a he's a left tackle. So like, does he? Fit I mean, they've there? done if that not, before. They edge. took uh, who's the kid? They took uh, like two overall, and he was the right tackle for a decade. Oh yeah, what's his um, name? Oh shoot, yeah, yeah, Fisher. Eric Fisher, Is that right? So, or, or I go Will McDonald here because Will McDonald's sick filthy nasty and when you're up by 15 points a game yeah, you're like sure. having good pass rush all right let's awesome. go mcdonald to, so, to wrap out the first round yeah dude if that happens washington's jumping for joy because you're probably getting the tackle at uh 48 yeah. so that leaves i don't so just let me just analysis yeah. real quick i don't think anton harrison and i don't think roger jones are going to be second round players yeah right but based on how we went here like i actually feel really good about our first i know people are going to freak out please leave a comment let us know how you feel but i feel really good about the players we selected and the thought process we picked but this is what's so fun about the draft is that this might happen and if this does happen you are doing a backflip if you're washington because you're going to get an outstanding football player at 48 yeah no doubt about it i mean that's the thing is like this draft is deep where they need it to be deep um because if if, let's say all of a sudden there's a run in the late 30s on tackles and all of a sudden 48 looks a lot more sad at tackle that means all the other corners are still out there 
and you still yeah. have, you know, the Matthew Bergerons and you still have, well, I guess if there's a run on tackles, he might go, but like you have all the, the interior guys outside of Osiris Torrance, you have all, you know, you have Whipler, you have all these, you know, the centers, yeah. guards, et cetera. So this draft is deep where Washington needs it. Um, I, I do think they're going to be in a real funky spot at 16. Like that just feels like they're going to want to trade yeah. down. I, I don't see many mock drafts where my initial instinct isn't to trade down. That was certainly today. Um, the question is who's going to want to trade up and for what, because I don't know how much differentiation there's going to be on boards. Cause it's one thing, like if you want to trade down, you need someone else to be there to trade up for, like, it just has to be a situation where the best player on the board doesn't fit your needs. And it's worth it to you to trade down. If it's because, well, we just got to the next bucket for everyone, then no one's going to want to trade up with you. So that is, that is kind of the weird spot crazy, where though. I think they could get caught. It is crazy. Cause I didn't think I, in this draft, I didn't think, like Will Levis would go to 19. I didn't think so, but it just like that's how it happens. And if he does slide, a trade up with Tampa would be yeah. perfect. Get back to 19. But if you're Tampa and you don't think that the other teams in front of you are going to take a quarterback, right. then like why would you trade up? Absolutely. So. No, I think it's 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 a great point, and it's it's just a really doing of our first mock draft together. This was really interesting, I think, because it shows you just like you never know. Like all of the evaluations, be damned. Like it could just fall right for you, and you just. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, who who would have thought Emmanuel Forbes would bump into the first round? And like that, like even though looking at it, I'd never seen anyone mock him to Buffalo. It feels like the right pick, right? You know what I'm saying? It feels like the right pick for them. So it just it was a really interesting, you know, exercise. Yeah. I think in, in terms of going I think we'll this. do at least one more, if not two or three more of these leading up to the draft here. And I mean, we're already in April. We only have so many weeks left. Uh, we will talk about <laughs> uh, the best players overall. How do you, how did they put together the big board at PFF? Uh, the lead guy in charge of it, Mike Renner, joins us. Later this week, uh, let us know what you think of the mock. Leave a comment. Uh, of course, you can also watch uh, this whole thing back uh, on 106.7 The Fans page. Uh, we'll put some clips up at Craig Hoffman and Logan. Uh, very exciting news. The Team 980 now has a YouTube page. You can subscribe youtube.com slash at the Team 980. And I will be live streaming our radio show there every day now. Uh, so that's really awesome. exciting. Uh, I've been working on that for a long time. Uh, it's happening uh, hilariously. It's just going to start. I don't even know if this podcast will be out uh, when, when, or by the time that this is relevant, but like starting today, Monday, as we record this, uh, we're going to live stream every day. And then I'm off the rest of the week because I was supposed to be on vacation and then and my vacation got canceled, but my PTO didn't. So I'll just be sitting at home uh, waiting to do the, the podcast with Logan on Wednesday and, and Mike on Wednesday. That's, that's my week. Uh, but Next week, you know, four to seven each and every day, we'll, we'll be live streaming on youtube.com slash at uh, the team 90. So make sure you check that out. Uh, and of course, we're all in still the same places on the radio and on the always free Odyssey app. All right, for Logan, I'm Craig. Hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think. And we'll see you next time on Take Command.